I want to unmask the false pretense of worship. I want you to see what I've been reading and what the Holy Spirit's been saying to me about the worship of the church, the worship of believers. The pretend church that attempts to orchestrate man-centered worship will find it cannot sustain people during these times. The Word of God says, only in His presence, say it with me, only in His presence is fullness of joy. That's the Word of God, Psalm 16, 11. Only in His presence is fullness of joy. That's what the Word says. I believe that. His presence doesn't leave me when I go out this door from this sanctuary. Quite the contrary. His presence should be all the more on me when I go out of this place. So then, I read this in Romans chapter 12 in the NIV version, verses 1 and 2. This is true worship. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of what? God's mercy. To offer your bodies. I better say that again because some of you are reading that to offer your spirit. It doesn't say offer your spirit. It says offer your body. What I do in this body cannot be separated from what I do in the spirit. I can't say that I will serve God with my spirit, but I'll do whatever I want to with this body. That was error that crept into the church in the first century called Gnosticism. That you could separate the spirit from the body. Beloved, that is being practiced in Christianity right here in America today. You ask them, when they're living like the devil, aren't you concerned about your soul and eternal salvation? And they say, well, I'm saved. You go, oh yeah? How do you know you're saved? Well, when I was five years old, bless God, I went down to the altar and I said the sinner's prayer. And I got wet in that bathtub in the church. I'm good to go. But you're not living like a Christian. That don't matter. Mm -mm, I'm good to go. You are not. You are deceived. You are going to bust hell wide open. You wanted to believe a lie, and you did. That you used to joke about. Well, if I go to hell, I'll just be down there with all the rest of my friends. Ha, 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 you big idiot. You don't know what hell is. If you knew what hell was, you would gasp every time you said the word, let alone joke about it. Offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true worship. Okay, now, instructions follows that. Explanation of true worship. Invitation to true worship. Here comes the instruction. Do not conform. Do not allow the world to mold you. That's what it means. You see, the world's philosophy and the world's influence is not coming from God. It's coming from another source. And it seeks to mold you into it. Things are going bad. You've had a bad week. And, and the devil, he slips right up on your shoulder. And he says, you know what you need to do? You need to stop by the bar on the way home. And you need to stop by the package store on the way home. Get you a six-pack. Get in there with a bunch of them people that are happy. Well, everybody can be happy if they're drunk. For a little while anyway. I got brothers. They used to get happy when they get drunk. And then they get mean. And then they get depressed. And I'd watch them go through these stages. And I'd think, something ain't right. This ain't right. I want the joy that lasts. Do not be conformed to the pattern of this world. But be you transformed. How? By the renewing of your mind. If this is the only word you are getting, is right here this morning, you are subsisting on a diet that is deficient. And I question whether or not you can make it. You need more. 
I want you so blessed and so saturated with the Word of God. So you need to get into studies. You need to get into small groups. You need to get into Bible classes. Listen, you cannot exist on a Sunday morning diet. You will not make it victoriously through. That's why we have house churches. That's why we have small groups. Folks, we got pastors out there in this congregation that are doing the work of shepherding, that are doing the work of teaching, exhorting, encouraging, and training up believers. Because we believe the time will come. And you may disagree with me. You may laugh at me. You may mock because you don't see the handwriting on the wall, but I see the handwriting on the wall. There is going to come a time when the church in America is going to be taxed, just like any other corporation. We've enjoyed a wonderful time here of having a tax exempt status. But listen, it's going to come to an end. Why? Because churches have lost the the focus of their ministry. They are in every kind of business you can imagine except promoting the gospel of Jesus Christ. And the time is coming when the government of the United States, and it may be sooner than we think with an economic situation the way it is right now, when the government says, okay, you are going to pay taxes on that building and that property and on all the other things just like any other business. And when that happens... Listen to the cry. If you are depending on this Sunday morning service only for your feeding, what are you going to do then when there's no more church building for you to go to? Where are you going to go then? You better learn how to be discipled and to disciple. You better learn how to meet in small groups. Do not be conformed to this world, but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind. Why? That you might be able to prove what is that good and perfect acceptable will of God. In other words, church, if you are growing and maturing in Christ, you will A, know the will of God for you. How many of you want to know the will of God? Great. You will also know what God's will is for the church and for this time. You'll be able to discern. You'll be able to prove. You'll be able to measure what's of God and what's not because you got the goods. This is why worship is so important. 